Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We live in a society with amazing technological advancements and amazing medical feats. Some operations which were risky 50 years ago are outpatient operations today. And we also live in a society that has social systems in place, safety nets to help people when they're in need. Well, the first century Roman world was not like that. They had neither of those, and begging was considered an acceptable way to make a living by those who couldn't work. Of course, beggars were looked down on, but if you had money and you could work, it was your civic and religious duty to give to a beggar something when you pass them by. That was how they handled social welfare in Judea in the first century. In our gospel reading, we meet a blind beggar named Bartimaeus. And in the final verse, Jesus says, faith is what drove Bartimaeus. Now, Bartimaeus's faith is not about reciting the correct confession or subscribing to certain dogmas. So this morning, we're going to look at Bartimaeus's unrelenting conviction that Jesus can and will rescue him from all his need. First, let's set the stage for a second. It was a hot, dry, and dusty spring day, but the road leading out of Jericho was a good place for a beggar to beg. Scores of people were traveling to and from Jerusalem. And it was the perfect place for Bartimaeus. And while he was sitting down at the roadside, he heard a big commotion. As a large crowd was coming down the road, his sharp ears could pick out the voices. He heard a name, Jesus. Jesus, that healer and teacher from Nazareth. Bartimaeus had heard about Jesus, how Jesus healed the sick, how he cast out demons, how he raised the dead. He'd heard about Jesus' compassion, his love for the low and the lost, his call to discipleship. Bartimaeus believed that Jesus could help him. And as the crowd drew near, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David! Have mercy on me. The crowds of people, they don't have any compassion for Bartimaeus. All they see is someone shouting from the roadside. He's just a, a nuisance. But this man knows what he wants, and he and no rebukes from the crowd are going to keep him silent. And so he yells out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus's cry. It's a confession, and it's a prayer all at the same time. It calls on Jesus, uh, the name that is above every name. And Bartimaeus understands, he grasps who Jesus is. 
The title he uses shows that he knows that Jesus is God's designated agent, a royal figure. Bartimaeus, despite his blindness, can see Jesus's identity. Now, what does it mean when to call Jesus the son of David? What does it mean to call him the son of David? Well, what does it mean for us to call Charles the son of Elizabeth? It means the heir to the throne. It means that Bartimaeus is confessing that Jesus is the son of David. That is, that he, it's a Jewish way of saying that he's the Christ, the Messiah. Jesus is the son of David, the heir to the throne of David. Bartimaeus was a believer. He'd never met Jesus, but he believed that Jesus was the king who was promised to come. A king, of course, is somebody who has the power and authority to rule in a specific place. God keeps his promises, and God had promised that to David that somebody from his own line would be on the throne forever. And Jesus was born of the house and the lineage of David. When he was born, wise men from the east came looking for the king of the Jews. And on Palm Sunday, when Jesus entered in Jerusalem, they welcomed him as the son of David, as the king. And then finally, before Pilate, Jesus admitted that he was a king. But Jesus is not an earthly king. No, Jesus is not the kind of king that the Jews or his disciples were expecting. Jesus is not a rival to Herod or Caesar. A king is someone who has the power and authority to rule. And Jesus is king of the universe. King of kings. God's king. But why does Bartimaeus ask for mercy? Beggars depended on the mercy of those better off, and they usually asked for help by crying, Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy on me. That cry was familiar to everybody in antiquity. They heard it almost every day in the streets. Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy on me. We're all beggars, spiritual beggars. We are spiritually destitute, aching and longing for somebody to have pity and mercy on us. Maybe now you can see why this prayer occurs so often in our worship. We start today saying those very words in Greek. Kyrie, eleison, Lord, mercy on me. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. And Jesus asks Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? His reply, Bartimaeus' reply is a simple request, but it's expressed with confidence that Jesus can deliver on the request. That I would see again, he said. Bartimaeus wanted to see, and he knew that Jesus was the one who could fix his eyes. He believed that Jesus was God's chosen king, David's heir, and as such, he had the power to do that for him. The text 
is resolutely telling us that Jesus can bring wholeness and deliverance that people seek. Then Jesus says a curious thing to him. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Faith healed Bartimaeus. It's faith that saved him. And in Greek, made him well and saved him is the exact same word. You can translate this, your faith has saved you. It's made you well. That faith saved him and it healed Bartimaeus because it was faith in Jesus, the son of David. Faith cries out to King Jesus for mercy and faith receives mercy from Jesus. Faith can make us well. It can save us. That's not magic or superstition or some simple fix. When Jesus says, your faith has made you well, he's not saying that these people somehow believed their way to wellness. It's Jesus who does the healing. And faith receives that healing. And so it can be or is for you who hear the gospel today. Faith can make you well. Faith can open your eyes, unstop your ears, can even raise you from the dead. It isn't faith that does those things. No, it's the power of Jesus' word and the salvation which he offers you. So what does it mean to have Jesus as your king? Does it mean he gets to command you around, tell you what to do? Well, certainly, but... With Jesus as our king, blind eyes see. Sinners are forgiven. The dead are raised. Jesus came to fix what was broken by Adam's fall. He came to bring a new creation with his dying and rising. A a kingdom in which the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame leap for joy. The lepers are cleansed and the dead rise and live. Jesus is the king, the son of David, the king of kings, God's king. The king who came to reverse all the damage that we have done to this world. So what's the practical implication for Bartimaeus? For his acknowledging Jesus for who he is and for believing that Jesus could show him mercy. Well, he does gain his sight, but more importantly, he follows Jesus. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. What way is that? Where is Jesus headed? The very next, the very following passage, we see Jesus entering Jerusalem and starting a chain reaction of events which will lead him to the cross. Bartimaeus follows him to the cross. It's the call of discipleship as Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, when Christ bids a man to come, he bids him to come and die. And, of course, like all of Jesus' miracles, healing is a costly one. It costs Jesus his life on the cross. There, that's where Jesus won the victory for us all. And he shares that victory with all who call on him in beggar-like faith. Jesus healed the eyes of the blind, but he also hung dead on a cross. 
He died in darkness so that he could bring light to the world. Blind Bartimaeus at the side of the road is a picture of what faith in Jesus is really all about. He can't see, but he believes. He believes the word that he has heard about Jesus. His eyes are his ears. Seeing Jesus would not have helped him at all. Seeing is not believing. You don't always believe what you see. We, faith comes by hearing. Faith is a beggar before God. It offers nothing. It receives everything as a gift. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. When we look at Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, we see what faith in Christ looks like. And we take our place by his side, at the road, opening our hands and saying, Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy on me. And what do you think Jesus, your king, can do for you? If you were in this scene, what would you be asking Jesus for? Imagine that you're sitting on that roadside, listening to the crowd. What are you feeling when you discover that it's Jesus who's passing you by? Imagine that you call out, call out to him, and when he summons you, you put everything aside and you go up to him. And then he asks you, what do you want him to do for you? What do you ask him for? Don't ask him to gratify your flesh. Don't ask for those small, selfish comforts. He's not a genie. Don't rely on your victim, vic, victimhood. Ask for freedom, salvation, forgiveness, eternal life. Today, Jesus, the very Son of God, comes among us. And he offers you spiritual healing. And dear Christian, take courage. Get up. He's calling you. He's calling you to his table. And he's calling you to receive the peace of God, which will surpass all understanding, and which will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.